Okay, it is week 27 MLS. Today we're going to take a look at um, a quick review of week 26. We're going to talk, Alex, a little bit about um, the international break that's happening right now and uh, the U.S. men's team uh, taking on Mexico this week. And then we are going to predict a short week, only five MLS games. So, Alex, you went 10-5, and five, you went 9-6. and six. I expect a full 5-0 this week. Yeah, it's going to be a little difficult with a lot of favorites on the road, but uh, you know what can I tell you? You had the pick of the week. You picked the up. Oh, maybe, maybe the upset of the year. You had that. As I a, did upset. suggest the upset of the year. I picked LAFC to lose against Minnesota. Minnesota beat them two zero at home. Alex, is that where you want to start today? Uh we can. Uh, let's talk about the Jersey kid, Mason Toy, the South Orange native. Uh, two big goals. I mean, they only had twenty something, twenty five percent possession to lose. LAFC played without Carlos Vela the hamstring. Uh, Tyler Miller was out. Like Anthony Kane midfield's out. It didn't matter. They had a lot of possession, but Minnesota. Played a great defense, hit him on the counter. Mason Toy had two highlight reeling goals. I mean, this kid is really coming on now for Minnesota. He's definitely a player you need to look at, especially going forward for the U.S. National. Absolutely now. Um, I, I really have nothing to add. Uh, I said LAFC would lose. They did not have Carlos Vela, and they lost. Now, I would say Minnesota's got a really good team, and Minnesota's also a very good team at home. So I, I know a lot of people want to say, like, oh, LAFC has fallen. This is the beginning of the... No, they, they just... They're human. They are human men on a field. Uh, Bobby Bradley got played, and that happens sometimes. But you know who predicted it? I did, Alex. Thanks. Thanks. Me. I set you up. I, I bump set. Well, it wasn't me. That's for sure. It was not you. That is for sure. Now, that was just one of the games that we predicted correctly this week. Uh, struggled a little bit. Nine and six. I know you had a, a ten and five week, and you, you were feeling it, Alex. But uh, this week had a little bit of uh, goofiness going on in some of the games. We're going to actually go over U.S. men's team first, but let's let's switch it up a little. Let's go over this weekly recap. And the first one we're going to start, we have to, because we were there, and that is Red Bull, Colorado. What the okay. heck happened here? Um, Jonathan Lewis, former NYCFC, takes it out on his former uh, crosstown rival, the New York Red Bulls, chance of... Uh, getting Chris Armas out. It's actually a little bit annoying. I understand that the South Ward wanted to get its point across that they want Chris Armas removed, but one chant turned into every chant being replaced with the words fire Chris Armas. Alex, you know how I feel, and I know how you feel, and we know how each other feel here. It's like giving Picasso macaroni and glue and asking him to make a masterpiece. I mean, Chris Armas isn't exactly the greatest X's and O's guy. Not the best tactician. Let's get that right now. No, 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 absolutely. Uh, However... However, there's a but. This show from day one been on Dennis Hamlet. Yeah. His failure of his signings and transfer windows when they're open, missed hitting on DPs, paying millions of dollars for guys who are playing in Red Bull 2. By watching other teams around you, like A Bear comes after a couple weeks into MLS. A Bear hits. Shabilka hits. NY knew they needed another score. Boom. Croatia League got the leading score, brought him over. Shabilka was a trialist. Oh, all of a sudden we have Corey Burks gone. He's stuck in the, the Central America somewhere. We need a score. Boom. Shabilka signed multi-year deal. He's down producing 13 goals. Red Bull, you Bradley West loves his heart. And they go to Red Bull 2 with Brian White. Who's had a very good year? Let's, Brian you know, White has, has been uh, good. But you don't make. With trophies, you need difference makers. Brian White is not a difference maker. I'm sorry, he's not. He cannot take guys one-on-one. Great at getting open, finishing a play inside the box. Great find by Rebel, but if you think Brian Wentz going to lead you to any kind of MLS trophy, you're sadly mistaken. Look around the town and around the league. Again, Dennis Hamlet puts his roster together. There's three open spots at the transfer deadline, April 30th. The roster didn't bring even a Red Bull 2 guy up. 
nothing. Nothing, nothing was done. No one knows why. Well, uh, I think we know why. <laughs> he doesn't have the contacts. He doesn't have the connections. It's, it's Dennis Hamlet. We can, blame, we can blame Red Bull Global, but that to me only goes so far because my understanding is in the Austrian league, Leipzig, I mean, uh, Strasbourg is top in salary. Yeah. In Bundesliga, Leipzig is top five in salary. Yep. But now we go to MLS where the salary cap is millions less. Many, many millions less. There's something, something is there's a disconnect, or I don't know what's going on, or you want to make Red Bull New York a minor league feeder team, then that's how it's going to be. Don't expect trophies. You can't have it both ways. You, you can't have and, it both ways. And, and part of part of it for me is not the spending. The spending is one thing. They have been honest. One day, Terry Henry left, they said, we're going a different direction. We will not be spending. We're going to work on development. We're going to get those new guys. That's fine. And, and the, but one of these guys got to hit Verone, bust. Yes. Uh, Jorgensen. Where is he? Where is he? Two million dollars to play in Red Bull Two. <laughs> you know, uh, Alan Kennedy. You're gonna hate for me saying this. Kaku, highest paid transfer in history of Red Bull. Three goals, five assists. He, Second he, half again, nowhere to be he's found. He's been yet. creative. He's been one of the best players on the team. Probably the only creative. But that's a problem. right now, I can take guys one on one. That's a but problem. But it's a statistic star. And the teams' wins and losses are what they are. They're 500 teams. That's what they are. And this game was a critical game going with six games left. They have to have a West Coast trip at Portland at Seattle. Colorado minus, I think, six starters at a brand-new coach. Yeah. Come into the arena and spank you like that. 2 nothing on two yeah, counterattacks. That's, that's really bad. It would have been worse. Robles made some saves late in the game. This game could have even been worse. Yeah. Now, yelling, fuck, firearms, firearms, firearms. It's always easy to point out the coach. But just painted a picture I don't understand how Dennis Hamlin gets passed. Uh, to me, if I would have to get rid of one or the other, I'm getting rid of Dennis. Oh, Hamlin. of course. And like I like I said before, and that was that might have been the worst analogy of my of my sporting career. But it's like giving Picasso like noodles and glue and being like, oh, make a masterpiece. Like, no, you can't do that. This is a 500 club on paper. Would you agree with that statement? Yes or no? They are. They are exactly what they are. Like Bill Parcells. They are. They are what the rest are. They're a 500 club on paper. They're a 500 club in real life. How are you going to say? At all, that that is not. Uh, how's how's that coaching? Like you have a medium squad, you you play medium. Not a big discrepancy there, but um, you know, I know we can go on for for another few years. I I'm not cutting Armas to pass. I'm not cutting Armas to pass. Maybe a better coach could get better results. But guess what? Red Bull aren't getting a better coach. If Armas is gone, if Armas is gone, you know who's going to be the next coach of Red Bull? It'll be John Wolniak, most likely. The RB RB. I I see. I absolutely one hundred percent. Um, but you know. I think we got to move on and talk about some real soccer. Okay, Alex, the next game we wanted to talk about was New England Revs against Toronto. Uh, ended in a 1-1 tie with another goal from Gustavo Bo. That is six goals and one assist in his first eight starts for Revolution. That's a DP making a difference. What did you see here? Well, Toronto, the both teams needed a point going into this game. Toronto right on the cusp of the last playoff spot. New England trying to get a top four spot. Toronto led one nothing and they didn't have Alfred in his game. I think he had a quad strain or a thigh strain, something like that. He had a muscle injury. Uh, they led one nothing late, and then Gustavo Bo again, since he comes to New England, they've just been winning games left and right, moving up in the standings. He's a great DP for this guy. He's dangerous. He comes in the box, looks like he's going he's gonna to score every single time. Yeah, shot ran on top of the box, quit Westford to goalie Toronto, let it slid under him as he dove. He should have had it. Kind of a weak goal, and Toronto to you know, only get the one, ended up a 1 1 tie. Uh, to me, New England should be happy to get the one point because they could have lost, walked away with zero and Toronto with three points. Uh, Toronto's, uh, you know, uh, giving up a soft goal like that late is very deflating. It's a tough, tough, tough result to get, but they ended up 1-1. Absolutely. Finally, uh, something 
good there for uh, everyone else in the East. Those two teams tying definitely did help the playoff picture uh, for the guys below them. Now, talking about a team that's red hot on top of the East, you got to talk about the Philadelphia Union making a statement. Making a statement, Alex, against Atlanta. Yeah, beating, beating red hot Atlanta, and Joseph Martinez still scoring. They still lost 3-1. Casper Shabilko, again, great goal late. It was 1-1 late. He had a great goal in the 86th minute, great pass with Sergio Santos. And right after that, Sergio Santos had a, a, a tapping goal to make it 3-1. Uh, the fans are really into this game. This seemed like a, uh, like a, not like a playoff-type atmosphere game. The Phillies fans are totally into it. Uh, Brendan Aronson, the 18-year-old midfielder uh, on the left-hand side that he plays Philadelphia, he, he is a player to watch. I know we've talked about him a couple times. He was excellent this game. I can't believe the kid is only 18 years old. Plays I mean, above he, his age. He's got that soccer intelligence, not uh, just the legs for sure. Now, um, when... I see this game. I want to point out the standings. The standings picture, um, which is going to look a little bit like this. Philly, guess what? I predicted they would end up top of the league. Guess where they are? They're not in the top of the league with 51 points. Now, next up, they are one point over NYCFC, who, who needs to learn how to lose at home. And three points, three points above Atlanta. If this went the other way, guess what? Atlanta would be three points above Philly. That's why this was a statement. This is why this game means so much. This is a possible... Eastern Conference Final, and Philly took leg one, and they did it without Joseph Martinez. <laughs> you know, uh, I, I have nothing else to say. I mean, Philly's looked really good. I said they're going to finish in top of the of uh, the conference, and it looks like they are. So, uh, anything else moving forward, Alex? Yeah, they've only lost. They have ten wins, which I think is the most in the league next to LAFC. Ten wins at home, ten, two, and three. I mean, they got a one point lead at NYC. Remember, NYC has more games left again in the whole league. They have two games in hand. I still think NYCFC is probably going to win East because they have the extra games in. But this three-team race up top for Atlanta, NYC, and Philadelphia, it's going to go down to the end of you know, the last regular season game. It's going to be very exciting who gets home field throughout the playoffs. Absolutely. Now, very interesting week. A lot of stuff going on. Um, was there any other game, anything else that you wanted to uh, hit on before we move on? Yeah, the Seattle-LA Galaxy game was one of the best games I've seen all year. Seattle won this game 4-3. to three. Uh, with the loss, LA Galaxy dropped all the way to seventh place in the in the West. Believe it or not, in danger of missing the playoffs. I mean, second through seventh in the in the West is separated by six points. I mean, four points actually from eighth place is six points. Portland's on the outside looking and in. And that man. includes the the you know that includes Portland, who right. has got a really good soccer club, Alex. But one of these teams is not going to get in, and they're and they're an excellent team, right? Which is the scary thing about the Western Conference. But this game, let's go back to this game. The Seattle four three at home against yeah for uh, sure. You know, on the galaxy it was just the first half started a little slow but the second half and it was just on fire Rui Diaz and Morris were excellent in this game uh Roldan was very very good in midfield he uh he scored his game-winning goal with a tap in late in the game for his Latan and Antuna for LA uh, Galaxy were good in this game back and forth this game did not have a lot of defense there's a lot of free-flowing back and forth which you like when you want to watch soccer absolutely and I mean Jordan Morris how good did he look I mean chance after chance after chance back and forth both teams I mean, this game could have been like 9-8, you know. It was, it, was excellent. it was good for league to have games like this. Again, Seattle at home, 4-3, tough place to win. Seattle's home throughout the playoffs. Someone's going to have to go to beat them to go to MLS Cup. They, they are. Yeah, well, that's, that's kind of how the one-game playoff works. Now, the picture is still very unclear in the West. I think it's a little better in the East. I mean, I really think the East should consider donating a playoff spot to uh, the other conference there. Um, and this week, there's only five games, so we're going to predict those later. The reason there are only five games, as you should know, is because of this international break. The first game U.S. plays is against Mexico. Second, uh, next week is going to be against Uruguay. 
But we took a little look at the roster. There's a couple things of note we might want to mention. Uh, first, the goalkeepers. You got Jesse Gonzalez from FC Dallas, Brad Guzan from Atlanta, Sean Johnson from NYCFC, and of course, the starter from Dusseldorf, Zach Steffen. Um, no surprises here. Maybe Ethan Horvath from Belgium, uh, but Zach Steffen has looked very good. I think he was named uh, Team of the week in in germany he looks like he's settled in uh he's given interviews about how much his family loves it there and and just uh he's, he's acclimated and I, and I think he's ready to go alex i he's definitely the u.s national team's goalie going forward in, in this world cup cycle and going forward he's the next you know great american goalie playing now in the bundesliga and doing well get to see again uh brad Guzan making the team again i guess for veteran leadership but i don't anticipate Brad Gazan getting any meaningful games for the U.S. Basketball going forward. Maybe I would like to see maybe groom a little younger guy going forward. Jesse Gonzalez is a nice younger guy to see what he can do. But, like, you know, when it comes to goalkeeping in the United States, we really shouldn't have to do it. We usually have excellent goalkeepers. Absolutely, we do. Now, moving on to the, the people in front of the goalie, because that matters sometimes, too. And not a whole lot to look at here. We got John Brooks, Reggie Cannon from FC Dallas, who I have absolutely loved his play this, so far this season. Um, Serginio Dest from Ajax, Nick Lima, Aaron Long, Daniel Lovitz, Tim Ream. I don't know who he is is ransoming for this, but uh, he's on the team again. Miles Robinson from Atlanta and Walker Zimmerman, who I think has looked very good for uh, LAFC now. No surprises here, Alex? Um, I'm, again, I'm going to go, you know, the two guys I'm not a fan of, Nick Lima and Daniel Lovitz. Again, no Tyler Adams. Probably yes. might be playing back there, you know, that could, you know, uh, and what's his face on the Newcastle, uh, DeAndre Yedlin yes. is not here. Also, I would think those two guys would be on the team if they're healthy. I'd like to see Miles Robinson have an excellent year in Atlanta, the youngster. He's been playing really, really well. And again, Serginio Dest, the Ajax player that's starting in the Dutch first division. He's a dual national and apparently has Dutch national teams come calling. A Dutch national team is a heavyweight in world soccer. If they're calling you to come to the national team, the kid has to have some talent, so I really want to see what he can bring in the next games. I want to see a lot of Serginio Dest and a lot less of Nick Lehman and Daniel Lovitz. I, I think we all need a little bit less of the uh, Nima Lovitz, but of course that is because of injuries. And let's be honest, this isn't this is a little international break, a little some friendlies. Not the most competitive squad you need to put out there. Not like it's Gold Cup Part Two. But when we move on to the midfield, a lot of familiar faces. Sebastian Legette from LA Galaxy. I know you are high and low on him at times, but I think he's looked good this season in MLS. Of course, we have Weston McKinney uh, from Schalke, finally in full form. Alfredo Morales from Dusseldorf. Paxton Pomacall from FC Dallas, who we talk about every single week on this show. Christian Roldan, who's, I think, kind of the, the veteran presence. Will Trapp, who's looked very good, and he's kind of been a favorite at times on this new squad. And Jackson UEL. From San Jose. So, what are you thinking about this group here? Uh, well, you know, again, no Tyler Adams. No Tyler uh, no Adams. Michael no Tyler Adams. That, that's that's a big deal. And Michael Bradley. Again, you no. Know, Will Trapp is Burhalter's guy from Columbus. You know, I'm not the biggest fan. We'll see what he can do. I like to see some of the youngsters come in. I do like Al- Alfredo Morales from, from Dusseldorf. He's has been in Germany. He was called up to U.S. National Team. I think like seven years ago, he got one appearance. He hasn't been heard of since. He's now starting in the Bundesliga and doing well. He's on the same team as Zach Steffen, so I'm glad to see him a little different, something different. And I'm glad to see Paxton Pomacol. Uh, Paxton Pomacol, so young, but so so much energy, yeah. really play that Jack, position well. 
San Jose is flying under the radar in the Western Conference. Jack DeRue is playing really, really well. He's a youngster, too, a creative midfielder. I like, I like to see more of those guys playing. I like to see a little less of Will Trapp, a little less of Roald Don. Uh, you know, I like to see the youngsters play a little more in this game instead of those two guys. But, you know, I, as you know, calling some midfielders, I like to see a couple. He's, he's got some new blood in there, which is kind of nice to see. Moving on to the forwards, first Corey Baird from RSL. He, to me, it's like, which Corey Baird are we going to get? Because guess what, Alex? Good Corey Baird, good Corey yeah. Baird is really good. Mm-hmm. Consistency with him, that's always been the question. And bad exactly. Corey Baird is is a non-factor. So, so that's something we're going to have to look at. Tyler Boyd from Besiktas. He is the guy for me. And you know I loved him during his last call-up. He just shoots like he's the all-star. He doesn't care. You know, he uh, we, we watched him make his first start for this team. He likes taking guys one-on-one, and we don't have many guys that do that. And he'll put the ball on the net with no apologies, too. So I really love that call, especially, um, obviously, there's going to be no Josie Altidore, who we mentioned earlier was hurt, and Tim Weah. Um, he had a bad hamstring tear. That does not sound good. Um, so Tyler Board might be the guy. Um, of course, Jordan Morris, we talked about him again. Um, playing very well. Christian Pulisic from Chelsea. I expect him to be starting um, left wing. Jossie Zardes. Alex Jossie uh, Zardes. Again, if Alex Stewart's here, is Zardes on the team because he's Berhalter's? I don't know. Yeah, he, he probably is. Josh Zardes. I mean, they, we've been waiting for this great next American forward. I think he's only 18 years old. Uh, he just scored this past week at the Bundesliga. I mean, for what a beautiful goal. He pulled the ball over his shoulder. That ball bounced two inches. It was no, that 150 left, I, feet up, hits his foot, bounces two inches. Should have been on the Gold Cup. Berhalter dropped the ball on that. I don't care what anybody says. He wasted his the- whole summer. Wasted his whole summer. For, for those of you who are just um, listening now, uh, Sargent was eligible to play with the under-21 team in their World Cup, but instead he trained with the senior team, and then he didn't play for either. So not only did he not play for the senior team, but guess what? We wasted his whole summer, a whole summer development with the U.S. national team. Um, definitely one of the the puzzles of this U.S. men's squad, Alex. Would you agree there? Yeah, absolutely. We got we definitely need to see Josh Sargent play, at least start in one of these two games. Uh, again, I want to see more Sargent, more Boyd. I want to see less Zardin and less Corey Baird, to be honest with you. We know what Jordan Morris can do. We know what Pulisic can do. I want to see more Boyd and uh, more Sargent. Let's see what they can do. Absolutely. And we will see what they're going to do this week. And you can see them, U.S. versus Mexico, on Friday night in Giant Stadium. Okay, moving on. We do have some MLS. There's only five games. They're all on Saturday. It's a tough week because all the favorites, or most of the favorites, are are road dogs. First one, NYCFC hosting New England. I think that's going to be a very, very tight game. What is your pick here? Uh, that's the game of the week to watch. We're going to watch one game this week and an abbreviated schedule. This is the game. Again, I'm not sure about who's out with the international call-ups, but NYCFC at home, New England, I think NYCFC is playing really, really well. Yes. Uh, New England had a, you know, they came back to get a tie last week. This will be very close. I'm going to take the home team. I'm going to take NYCFC two, New England one. Very nice. Moving on. My lock of the week one of one of the debatable locks of the week. FC Cincinnati hosting Toronto. Toronto without Josie, he would not have been there anyway because if he was healthy, he'd be with the U.S. men's team. You got to take Toronto here, right? Uh, Cincinnati has not looked well at all, uh, even with the new coach. I know they're home this game. Toronto really needs the points. Montreal is right behind them, you know, neck and neck for the last playoff spot. 
I, I, you know, I, I think Toronto's going to rise, rise to the occasion with Pozuelo and Bradley. Toronto's going to win this game. I'm going to say one nothing Toronto. Okay, moving on, we have Orlando City hosting LAFC. The big hitters without Carlos Vela, we do not yet know his designation for this weekend. He could have been held out by precaution. I, I really haven't heard any word. LAFC versus Orlando, Vela or not, does it matter, Alex? I think LAFC is going to rest in their guys. They have the number one seed basically clinched. You know, you might see uh, a starter two sitting the bench of this game, but to see them lose two games in a row when I think they're the class MLS, I don't see it. I don't think Orlando's making the playoffs. I'm going to say LAFC is going to win this game two to one. Really tough one. Colorado, guess what, Alex? They look like superstars last week. <laughs> yeah. It's funny how that works out, huh? They uh, This week, they host Seattle Sounders, who will be missing starters. Yes, they will. Uh, I, I think Rui Diaz is out. Jordan Morris is out. I think Ladero is out. Christian Roldan. Roldan is out. Again, Colorado, though. Is bad. We thought they were bad. I, know, I don't think they have anyone out because they don't really have any international call-ups on their roster. Kellen Acosta, again. Kellen Acosta's career is on a downward trajectory, Alex. So, I don't know what happened to him, but again, uh, you know, I'm one, uh, part of me wanted to take Colorado at home. Yeah, I'm going to change my mind. I'm going to pick an upset here. I am. I'm going to take Colorado 1, Seattle nothing. All right. I think that might be a, a good call with all these reserves that will be scheduled to play. Last, certainly not least, Portland hosting Kansas City is going to be Saturday at 10.30 p.m. One of my games of the week. I, I really like what's going on here. Portland is fighting. They are on the outside looking in, and they are playing Sporting Kansas City. Alex, what do you have here? Much better. Sporting Kansas City is playing much better. They're kind of in the playoff race. They are three points behind Portland, but it, they played an extra game. So a loss here will really knock their season out. This is going to be very tight. A lot closer than people think, but Portland at home, I, I don't see them losing again. Uh, what's the record at home I see here? Portland is 6-3-2 and two at home. Lose a fourth game, I don't see it happening. I think Portland's going to win this game 2-1. Me too, and if they do, that would put them one point ahead of LA Galaxy and above the cutoff. That would put them at seventh. So Portland has a lot to play for this week against Sporting KC. A lot of good MLS, a lot of good soccer. U.S. men's national team. And if you didn't know... Alex, you know what Sunday is? NFL football. NFL football. If you're not already subscribed, slam that like button, hit that bell icon, and you, you can be up to date now. I'm double shifting tonight, Alex. As soon as I'm done, I'm loading this up, and guess what? We're making our week one NFL predictions. Couldn't be more excited. We're still bringing MLS. We're still bringing MLS. So we're still going to be watching the games, doing the recaps, but NFL's kind of exciting too, Alex. Oh, yeah, I can't wait either. I mean, again, MLS playing at the same time as NFL to me is, is not the smartest. I think they should be playing, you know, Saturdays against college football, which I love too. We all do, but uh, you know, some of us love it a little I, more or less. I, I, I would put college football on the back burner for soccer. I, I, I mean, you know, especially their playoff time, MLS late, you know, you know the big games we're going to watch. You know, I think this weekend, LSU, Texas is on. You're going to watch that, but yes, Rutgers, Iowa, I'm going to, I'm going to flip right through the channel and flip right by and watch soccer. That, Right. Absolutely, especially on these shared markets, it's kind of silly to me that Red Bull has two Sunday games in a row. Like, come on, there's there's two teams in here. It's just it's rough. Um, I think I think Red Bull the last five games four on a Sunday, something like that. Something I just know there's two home games. So anyway, guys, we're still excited. We're gonna keep this up all the way through the playoffs and beyond. Just bringing you some MLS coverage. Click that like, hit that bell icon. Um, show us your love comment underneath we had some commenters every week they just stopped they just stopped come on guys 
get down there um show alex some love have a great week alex it's been real i can't wait to come back next week we got a lot of soccer we got nfl stay tuned to i80 sports for the latest news right here latest news once a week <laughs> wednesday <laughs> one one day after we record it and that's why we have the edit button <laughs> <laughs> no no we're leaving that in uh, guys I, guys i80 sports, sports.